Welcome to Whitestone Podcast from the Whitestone Forum. This podcast is for business and nonprofit leaders like you and me, specifically designed around building, polishing, and leveraging our competencies. Each episode will provide a lens through which ever-growing citizens of God's kingdom can think about very effectively impacting every one of their organizations. For Whitestone Podcast, I'm Kevin Miller. The story of Daniel in the Old Testament is particularly relevant and instructive for us as modern-day Christians. The reason why? Because Daniel's story is much like that of all Christians— in reality, and in potential. And that's surely no accident. In this series, we're looking at the highly instructive commonalities of Daniel's life in God to our lives in Christ. This is the fifth in that series. So let's recap the first four. The first Daniel relevancy was time and place. Daniel lived during a very interesting time in the history of his chosen people. His age, his character, his disposition— All these played a part in the narrative of Daniel serving God. Likewise, every serious Christian is, by God's providence, constantly in a time and place where God can and will very effectively use them for purposes of His kingdom. The second Daniel relevancy was competence. In his own version of a company human resource initiative, Babylonian King Nebuchadnezzar was only interested in those who had the cherished competence in helping to advance or manage his kingdom. Likewise, Christians are best positioned to advance the gospel and touch others for Christ in their work lives when they are highly competent. Here's the phrase I coined long ago. The pioneering witness for Christ in the workplace is competence. When a Jesus follower does this, We can call that a Daniel 1-4 Christian. The third Daniel relevancy was lifetime ambassador. Daniel served Nebuchadnezzar and successor pagan kingdoms competently in very unique ways. But Daniel never stopped being a part of God's core economy. His God-honoring diet, his consistent prayer life, his ability to read the handwriting on the wall, his prophetic voice. The fourth Daniel relevancy was relentlessly faithful dailiness, which applies to every role we hold as believers. Specifically, that applies to management of a team at work, year in and year out, encompassing it all, from our Monday conference calls to our Wednesday operational decisions to our Friday happy hours. Now we turn our attention to the fifth Daniel relevancy, building bankable trust. And right there is where our problems and our opportunities start. You see, people rely on their assessment of trust in dealing with all the people they depend upon every day. But many people have a really hard time defining just what they mean by trust. In fact, my experience is that when you ask this question, many people default first to a one-word answer from their experience in a marriage or friendship. They say something like moral faithfulness fidelity, or loyalty. And that's foundational, of course. You may recall that Daniel ended up in the lion's den because of just that. You see, Daniel's enemies tricked the king into creating a law that was a strict sort of a loyalty oath. It was the king or nothing, not even God. Of course, 
Daniel's enemies knew that Daniel always put God first in everything. So Daniel was entrapped in breaking the new law, requiring unswerving loyalty to the king, merely by Daniel connecting with God. Of course, there was no way that Daniel was going to stop that. He was loyal to God. The king was very remorseful when he realized what he had done, at least with regard to how that law entrapped Daniel. But the king was fully committed to his newly minted law. But still, he appealed to Daniel, amazingly for Daniel to get his God to deliver Daniel. And God did exactly that. Funny thing, the king then fed Daniel's enemies themselves and also their families to those same lions. You see, there is no built-in conflict between being loyal to God and being loyal to your spouse, your employer, your country. Daniel's king knew that because Daniel had, in fact, been loyal in serving the king faithfully before this incident. That's a key lesson for us. As long as the person or the organization we're loyal to is not an unacceptable reprobate, then there's no reason not to be appropriately loyal to both. But trust in a workplace enterprise is much deeper than the foundation of loyalty. In fact, trust is built around a web of factors. Let's take a couple from earlier relevancies in this Daniel series. One is competence. Do you trust coworkers or bosses who are not competent? Hardly, and rightly so. So trust cannot be comprehensive in your organization on loyalty alone. You must have competent people. Do you trust your coworker? who is loyal but incompetent, didn't think so. Here's another factor from Daniel from an earlier podcast. That's relentlessly faithful dailiness. Is there someone you work with who is solid as a rock, who's there every day, trustworthy to be there year in and year out? Yep, that's another key dimension of trust. But there's more, of course. Trust is a bit different for everyone, so I encourage you to develop a list. To get some ideas, you can check out the Whitestone teaching on trust embedded in the Lasting Greatness Seminar. Go to whitestone.org forward slash seminars and click Lasting Greatness. Still, Daniel's track record went very deep, so deep that multiple kings put their trust in Daniel. This is what we might call bankable trust. When it comes to trust, is your consistent performance, is your personal character, Is your complete package bankable and therefore transferable to other situations? Daniel actually surfed across multiple empires, just like a great ocean surfer catches multiple waves. This would have never happened for Daniel without his knowing how to build bankable trust. But there's a final key dimension. Daniel built bankable trust with the people who really mattered. Daniel couldn't possibly build trust with the deceivers who worked to get him convicted for worshiping God. But he did build trust in the people who mattered. I think of the first chancellor of West Germany after World War II, Konrad Adenauer. This man was a major player in German politics until he was expected to essentially bow to Hitler and his rule. He did not, even though he was in his late 50s. So Adenauer lost his possessions and lived for years in seclusion. But wonder of wonders, 
when the Allies defeated Germany, they had very few options. The pool of competent, moral, experienced politicians who were not tainted by bowing to the Hitler regime and who could be trusted by the German people and who could be trusted by the Allies as they exited out of Germany. Adenauer served as Chancellor of West Germany for many years, well into his 80s, and was affectionately known throughout Europe as the old man. That's trust. That's bankable trust. Trust that transcended and actually depended upon his skipping over wrong engagement during the fateful Hitler years. You see, Adenauer knew how to build trust in people who mattered, ready and willing to risk avoiding the most powerful in the land, even though it appeared to be career-ending for him. That's just like Daniel. That's right, just like Daniel, building trust in the people who mattered and shunning others who were corrupt. How high will others say your trust factor is? Have you built bankable trust? Are you willing to say no to powerful people at the risk of not appearing loyal? At the same time, are you flexible enough to surf across empires? Trust. Hard to build. Easy to lose. Take a look at Daniel. Then, resume building on what you have. Don't wait for crowds to cheer. Trust is much more foundational than that. But you can be sure the future holds incredible rewards. Thank you for listening to Whitestone Podcast. Visit our website, whitestone.org, for more real-world equipping. There you'll find uncommon video teachings, application and action questions for this podcast episode, and more. Also, check out our unique downloadable resources for group meetups. That's whitestone.org. I'm Kevin Miller.